0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hero Ball Podcast. I am actually joined today by a mere acquaintance, I can't call him a friend yet, but he's going to be soon, Sergio Francisco, a Bulls fan at heart, and guess what we're talking about, Sergio? The Bulls. That's right. We are going to continue our State of the Franchise series today with the Bulls. And thus, we've asked, you know, one of our loyal listeners, Sergio, who is a fan of the Bulls, to come on and really give us the fans' perspective of what this team's going through. And I'll try to play the, uh, you know, non, non-biased opinion giver. <laughs> but yeah, so, Sergio, we're going to start off. The season, right now, you guys are sitting at 20 and 37. Um, probably more wins than you honestly expected, if I'm guessing, but... Probably also not the result you're wanting because you probably would like to have an option, to get a better chance of getting that first overall pick. How, how do you feel about how the season's gone thus far?
1: I honestly wish that we were losing more. Like like I said on the last podcast, um, the more losses, the better. But, I mean, at the same time as a fan, I do like what I'm seeing from the Young Bucks.
0: Yeah, it's hard to complain when you got guys like Larry Bird, as I like to call him. Um, or really the finisher. Show. The fi- the fi- that's nice, too, the finisher. Yeah, I, like right? I like that. I like that a lot. We're going to have all kinds of good nicknames for this guy. He's he's that talented. Um, but you got to like what you see from him. I think Zach Levine's looked pretty good in his limited minutes. Um, like We're going to talk a little bit more about if he's a building block to this team. And then Chris Dunn, pr- prior to his uh, smashing of fa- his face, you know, he looked like a guy who was a lot better than his his rookie campaign. So, when you look at your uh, your roster right now and what you guys can potentially add, who, who are your core players?
1: I would say right now the core is Chris Dunn, Levine, and the finisher. Mm-hmm. Those three, I think, are definitely our future.
0: Do you think there's anyone else on the roster that um, you you think should be like maybe not part like a core and like? they are like the making of a starting lineup, but like some role players, like I look at like, a guy like Udonis Haslam who once he joined the heat and I like, was aware of him, I was like, I like that guy. It didn't matter if he was like ever going to be an all-star or anything s- technically special, but like, he's one of those guys you want around. Like I'm looking at, you know, going down the lineup, you got like Bobby Portis, you know, Denzel Valentine, Paul Zipser, And then, you know, we talked about briefly before we hit record, the David Nwaba, like are any of those guys, guys you think that should be a bull going
1: forward? i would agree with those three names as well yeah maybe not starters but definitely like the glue guys that we would have on our team would definitely be yeah nawaba valentine and zipser like i zipser can shoot it pretty well i mean he's not on on any type of elite level just yet but he can he can sling it
0: yeah i would be curious to look at his positional breakdown and how much run he gets at different positions because playing him at the three i feel like is not his best option like i don't like comparing people just to white other white guys but he like he's kind of like doug mcdermott with a little less finesse like i don't think he's got as much like off the dribble or post moves but he's he's a guy who's gonna space the floor and can do a little bit you know off the dribble
1: he's like nico morote like
0: yeah. Okay, that's fair too. So we we pull, <laughs> pulled another white guy to reference into, and I yeah. I, I like mine better though because I I think Mirtich can bang a little bit.
1: That's true. I'll give you that. I'll give you that.
0: All right. So you know I think we're kind of in the same place in evaluating this talent, which is good because that means um you're not being too rosy on any of these young guys. Um, one more player I want to talk about that you guys acquired from the Blazers and. In a salary cap saving move for the Blazers is Noah Vonleh. He's going to be up for um, a contract this offseason. Do you see a way that he is someone you guys look to retain, or is it just like is he just going to be someone you just took off for a favor?
1: I think he's looking more like a rental at this point, um, unless he shows something different. Um, frankly, I am more, I guess. Looking forward towards the draft at this point, when when it comes to the Bulls, and I mean, like, but I do see promise from the young guys, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. When when it comes to promise, like I I, I like Vonleh a lot in terms of his athleticism and his uh, potentially diverse skill set. He just really hasn't uh, developed on it. I can see yeah. him coming back next year because I don't see him drawing a lot of interest from other teams. And for the Bulls to like rise up as a team who is willing to take off that, take off that two million dollars, whatever he's getting this year, three million, who knows? Um, I think that shows that they have some faith that he could be something. I look at him and Portis as very similar, like what they should be players, but Portis True. has developed a little bit better thus far in his career. So we'll see how that's going forward. Would not be a stay of the franchise podcast without talking about the mistakes teams have made, and so we're looking at bad contracts, and I'm going to give you two of them. Uh, Cristiano Felicio, because he has three more years on his deal at 24 million dollars over the, um, the span of those three years, and Omar is chic for two years, 32 million. However, only 14 of that is guaranteed. The second uh, year of the contract is not guaranteed; is only guaranteed to three million dollars. So when you look at those contracts, um, you're not you're not hamstrung too badly. But um, is it frustrating to look at Cristiano Felicio and see that he got paid any money?
1: To be honest, I had no idea he was on the Bulls up until I think like last year. And then the fact that he got paid that much money just um, it was mind-boggling to me. I was very upset when I found out right
0: I, I look at him as one of those guys who like, did he put together like one good week and that's what they paid him off
1: of that's my guess like he just put up numbers for a good solid week and he got paid for it
0: yeah because like i mean i i consider myself someone who follows the nba to a pretty high level like i i can blast off most people's rosters like without much without much thought and i had no idea who this guy was when he made his little, like, his little run last year. Because, like, I'm looking at his season numbers, and it was 4.8 points per game and 4.7 rebounds per game. Like, I don't know what is special about that. I guess it is only in 15.8 minutes, but, like, th- again, like, there's nothing there that, like, makes me excited.
1: Nothing jumps off the page when it comes to Cristiano Feliciano. <laughs>
0: and – if I'm reading this this page right, he didn't attempt a single three last year and I feel like if you're gonna be spending like somewhat of long-term money on a young center prospect that hasn't proven anything that's not particularly tall, wouldn't you expect him to shoot
1: some threes and he doesn't. so naturally that that would be your guess but this guy does not shoot threes. Yeah so again, like
0: I was very um, unaware of his existence other than he was a name. But, yeah, like that was a surprising contract. But, hey, you know what? I'm taking a positive note here, Sergio. You have two contracts that are bad and one that you can get off of within a year. And it only being $3 million against your cap. So I'd say you guys have lucked out amazingly in considering how bad some other teams screwed up
1: their books. I definitely agree with that point.
0: Yeah. So you guys are looking at um, next year having $61 million in total salaries um, already with the cap being at uh, $99 million approximately. could go up a little bit, could go down a little bit. Who knows? That's not including the cap holds of Zach Levine and uh, Noah Vonley, I think, are both your restricted free agents. Yes. So that's not, um, that's not including the cap holds for those guys. However, um, I would – think that you can get Vonleh either in for his qualifying offer or maybe even less if he's not receiving offers elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to me, like what do you think Levine's value will be at in this relatively tight market going forward?
1: Depends on how he does like this second half of the season, I would say. Um, personally, I would want the Bulls to pay him because like I said, he is our future along with the other two guys. Um, but In the event that someone makes him a ridiculous offer, I think we should let him walk.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, that's that's interesting because, um, I'm of the mindset, and this is me, um, (laughs) this was me back when he was um on the Wolves. Still, I was of the mindset he's a guy that I would like to acquire. I had made like a short list of guys who were going to be coming up this this year, being Aaron Gordon, Levine, and um. Jabari Parker with the the, all the the three guys that were on I thought not particularly great situations Parker's situation changed dramatically um, with Giannis becoming uh MVP candidate but those three guys were guys I had targeted as like hey these guys are guys who are going to be coming up they haven't had the the career you would expect from the place they were picked let's see if we can get them and steal them and make them into something special for the heat and he was he was on the list um for, for me, like, desperately, like I wanted that. Um, I think you guys are going to luck out because this, this coming offseason, there's, there's not going to be a lot of just money able to throw around. Like, if you right. Heat have nothing, for example, a team that could really use a isolation score like Levine has the potential to be. Um, I'm looking at, like, the Lakers are going to have money. The Sixers are going to have money. That's a team I would keep an eye on Yeah. You can't get LeBron. I mean, I'm not saying that uh, Levine fixes the problems, but he would be a really nice piece to throw in there because if you already have a Ben Simmons as a ball handler, Levine can play point guard now without mm-hmm. the ball handling responsibilities that he can struggle with from time to time. That's and he's Martin. a better shooter. He's a he's a he's a really good shooter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would be really worried that if they miss out on a um. A LeBron James, or maybe a bigger name free agent. if Not a bigger name, but another big name free agent. Um, I'd be really worried about the the Sixers coming in and stealing your thunder. Other teams that have some space would be like Atlanta, Indiana, Dallas. Dallas is a team I could see um, with some interest. Let's see how their whole situation the rest of this year plays out because they got, they got a whole – Bunch of uh, crap
1: thrown at them this week, and that's mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting. How that I was plays just listening the first take on all of that mess. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see.
0: <laughs> not um, but we don't cover that on the Hero Ball podcast because <laughs> we, at least I know myself; I'm not tactful enough to to cover that without getting myself in trouble. So
1: right, we're, right, we're, we don't want to be messy. <laughs> we're
0: gonna, we're gonna skate off of that one, but yeah. So Zach Levine, I'm thinking he's going to get somewhere. I don't know how many years. I would guess a, a full four-year contract. And I'm going to think somewhere in the range of 15 to $16 million a year. I look at like what Contavious called Pope got, and it's a weird situation that he got paid $17 million on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. But Levine is a higher-developed offensive player. He's got defensive potential, especially if you have him at the one where he can use his, his size a little bit more. And the Sixers seem like a good fit, but the Bulls as well. Um, if, if where Where's the money line that you would say you don't want the Bulls to match for?
1: Um, You said 16 per, per year is, I said, is
0: decent. I said that would be about where his value would be, he, which means he'll probably get paid a little bit more if I was if I was a GM. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was a Sixers, I'd throw a lot of cash at him if I miss out on
1: LeBron. I say my limit would be probably like 25 per year. 25. Wow.
0: You realize that's what Mike Conley got uh, his first year. I'm not even sure if he's eligible for that much, but I had to go look okay. at an, what Andrew Wiggins contract is to get, to get back with you on that. But that's interesting. So you're, you're going like full on max, like that. Yeah. That's some okay. So max deal. Now I would max that as well. I'm saying like when I was saying uh 15 million, I'm thinking mm-hmm. that's about what the production he'll provide. Okay. Like a Goran Dragic level of production. Maybe a little bit more efficiently than Goron because he's you know aging, but like Goron's getting paid seventeen million dollars, and I look at him as like the epitome of like that's exactly what he's worth. Okay. And so, well, yeah, I would match on a lot more, like twenty five million, like might be steep for me, just like oh, I don't know if I want to give him a max, but right. <laughs> but yeah, um, damn, I was having trouble with this Andrew Wiggins contract. I don't know why. I I'm think
1: at... I think <laughs> I'd match him at eighteen. Oh,
0: I gotta say, like I would definitely yeah. like. I would probably match all the way to like to a max because he's he's one of those things like he's so young, he's he's been so gifted and he's very marketable. He's a good-looking kid and he's won dunk contest. Like, what more can you want from a, a player, right? Right, <laughs> but, right. But um, yeah, I'd match him up to a max, but yeah, I'm just struggling to get my my figures here for some reason. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 such a talent. I I, I cannot express to you how how much I love that guy. When, when um. I'm trying to think what 2K it was, but regardless, the Wolves were like my, one of my favorite teams to play with, but specifically Same. because because of him. And it wasn't because like old Carl Anthony Towns or Andrew Wiggins. No, it was because I wanted to play with Zach Levine and run like pick and rolls with him because I could go and dunk or shoot off the dribble. Like it was, that that was the reason, not not anything else.
1: You know, recently I got murked in 2K by a guy using the Nets, and he just ran the pick and roll with D'Angelo Russell and uh, Jalil Okafor all over me. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, at least in 2K, this team's pretty good.
0: (laughs) Hey, you know, the Nets, they're um, they're a team I'd I'd watch out for. So, yeah, just for the record, so Wiggins was the same draft class as, as Levine. Okay, because he got his extension prior to um his his rookie deal falling out, so he got twenty five point two five million dollars like this year, but it's like his his salary is going to keep going up. It's going to be twenty seven, then $29, $31, 33 So like I'd have to look like, but I would say I would like to keep. I I like the idea of keeping salaries flat, personally. Right. But like, you know, I'm not a GM, and also I don't know how many players would actually accept deals like that. But I I, I don't think you're wrong to. Th- to think that there's a chance that <laughs> there's a chance he might get maxed out by a team like the Sixers, or also like the Bulls would, and the, the Bulls got to retain him, right? Like they I'd,
1: do, they do.
0: Yes, say, I've, I've been rambling about him a lot, but like it's, I, I, I genuinely love Zach Levine. Like I, I wanted him so bad, <laughs> and it just, it didn't work out. He ended up, you know, getting in that Jimmy Butler trade.
1: But he, he would look good in that Miami Vice uniform, though. I mean, but who wouldn't? What? That's true. That's true. So, Those things are clean.
0: So we, we've talked a lot about um like we probably haven't talked enough about Larry Bird for how much how good he is, the fi- the finisher. And um is there anything you want to like just let off your chest about
1: how much you love this guy? Man, he has been like I guess I would say like Unicorn 2.0 in the sense of like no one saw him coming, ah. I
0: think. I'm offended. Um, I want everyone to go to the YouTube archives and look up the, the draft pod that Richard and I did. I think it was Richard and myself. Because I was a guy who said, I don't understand why people are so scared of him. At least okay. that's what I said in my head. Who knows if I said it on there. But
1: Okay. <laughs> but my look, bad. I did not mean to slander you. No, that,
0: that's, that's fair, though. That's fair. But like, the, thing, the thing I saw was like, okay, at, at the very worst, this guy is going to be Ryan Anderson with quicker feet. Right. And that's at the very at best, all. Gonna, he's gonna be athletic, Ryan Anderson, like that can actually dunk and stuff too. Like he's he's a, such a talented offensive player. And the, when I watched him in college, he never like some people would say, oh, he was too passive. Well, I said, oh, he never forced the issues the way I looked at. it.
1: Right, right, and right, right.
0: I can appreciate That's something fair. like that. That's fair to say. Yep. So, um, I was I, I was big on Larry Bird. I was like when, I, when the heat before the Heat went on their stupid. Like now, stupid win streak to go to forty-one and forty-one. Um I was like, okay, so Marco Falls, we got uh Larry Bird. Like I, I was looking at all these guys. I, I was very excited about my our pick. We end up getting Bam, who I'm also thrilled for. But oh but man, he's
1: great! He, I, I love watching he, t- him. T-
0: tell me how good Bam is, sir. Just,
1: just keep going. Just keep
0: going. <laughs> I, as everyone knows, I, I can the, take the,
1: the Heat. The one, the one play that I can't get out of my head was him just snatching that ball out of the sky and just looking at the guy. I'm like, oh! Okay, Rook, I see you.
0: Yes. No, he's got a long way to go in terms of help side defense because he's just a little slow in rotations where he gets caught position. But that guy is what, like, I said it earlier this year, I said uh, he is the future of the center position in terms of what you want out of a center. And if he can show off the jump shot that he showed a little bit in summer league, I will not be able to be contained. But speaking and you of the, shouldn't. I, I that's right. I will not be. And speak, <laughs> speaking of the draft, we are looking at you guys. You guys are currently in the seventh best odds to win the lottery, most likely to get the seventh spot obviously. Um you also have a pick coming from New Orleans which I I don't want to look up. It's, it's going to be somewhere between four, 13 14, 14 and, you know, 19 depending on where they would make it in the playoffs. Sergio, if you could have any player that you want, imagine you have the first overall pick. Who do you want in that spot?
1: Marvin Bagley. That's my guy. I've been watching him at wow. Duke, and I I really like his game. Wow.
0: Now, I thought you were going to just go with another Arizona player, DeAndre Ayton.
1: What What is it about? Too, but definitely, if it was me picking, I, I'd pick Bagley.
0: So what what about what about Bagley or Bagley? I'm not sure which way you pronounce. Yeah, it. I mean yeah, I don't but know. But what about what about him do you prefer over Ayton? Who I look at and I'm like that guy is one of the best just specimens I've ever seen.
1: I just think personally I think his footwork is a tad better like in the post. Just from what I've seen. And like, I'll be honest, I haven't seen much of DeAndre Aton play. But the highlights that I've seen of, of Bagley, like, it, it, I've been impressed with his footwork and just, like, his prowess around the rim.
0: Okay. I'm going to tell you uh, my opinion on on Bagley. And the, the it's, it's not that I don't think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be a very solid player. I look at him as the guy you will not miss on. Like, you know, you, every, every draft class you have the guy who someone's going to take who's going to end up not working out. Like it's it's unfortunate, but these are the things that happen. I don't think there's any way that Bagley's not
1: good in the NBA. So a safe pick, essentially.
0: But I think DeAndre Ayton might be like the best center prospect since Greg Oden. And I know Greg Oden had foot problems, but DeAndre Ayton doesn't right now. So right, he might be the best center prospect since Greg Oden, and he might end up being the best. I I, I think he's going to be really special. Like I'm looking at him. Like, I look at Joel Embiid right now.
1: Okay. Okay, like I said, so I, I guess I'll have to look him up then.
0: I'm telling you, this guy is the full package. I don't think you're going to get him because he's going to go first overall, and right. you guys are probably not going to win the lottery. But if you did, you should take and make that Arizona front
1: court a, a thing. <laughs> That'd be nice. So, have you, have you seen any Luka, Luka Doncic? Oh, after you guys mentioned him, I definitely looked him up. That guy is nasty. Like he, yeah. he can shred any type of defense.
0: So again, like we're we're talking a little bit about players that you probably will not have access to, given that you probably will be somewhere not the top three, just based on odds. It could happen. You mm-hmm. guys got Derrick Rose for no reason, but you know right. it's neither here nor there. Um, I, I, like again, like we're talking about specific fits for the Bulls. I like Ayton because all of a sudden you have that rim, that legitimate rim protector behind marketing. Who is who is who's a good defender? I think I think he's going to get better and better, honestly. But mm. he, he's not. He's not. I don't think he's ever going to be an elite rim protector. Aiton has all the size in the world. He could just. I think he could control the the, the in, that end of the floor easily, and that take pressure off him. And then Markin could dominate the offensive end. Be a nice pairing. I think Aiton's going to be really good on offense too. But you know, let let him grow. Let him grow. We already see what the fin- finisher is <laughs> can do on offense. Right. But the reason I like Doncic in this team too, I look at a Chris Dunn and a Zach Levine and a Doncic, that pairing, like three guards, even though Doncic is 6'8. Chris Dunn will be the worst shooter. He shot a lot better for the Bulls than he has previously. However, you got Zach Levine, Doncic, and Chris Dunn. All of them who are were dubbed point guards coming out of the draft. And you can play all three of them together for a closing lineup. That's scary in ter- to me in terms of all guys who can catch and shoot and all guys who can make plays on the dribble.
1: Thoughts? That would be our version of the death lineup that the Warriors have, I think, if we were to be able to get Dantich. Yes.
0: Yeah, that it'd be really good. And just looking at the rest of your roster as you've got, like you still have a Justin Holiday who provides some size. Like you could throw him in there. Like, like this is like a, a young team still, but they could grow into something really special. Like not again, like I'm just kind of fantasizing all these great Bulls lineups that I probably actually don't want to happen. But I I, I think Luka Doncic would be a beautiful fit on that team. Yeah. I'm so surprised. Like Martin Bagley, like I I like him a lot, but I just I see so many more – so much – so many other fits I just want to eat up. Yeah.
1: Let me throw another name at you. Um, Maybe with our lower pick, not necessarily like our, our seventh pick, but the lower okay. one that we're getting from New Orleans, uh, Joel Berry out of North Carolina. I,
0: I, I don't mind him as a player, but if you're taking him, Sergio, with the 20th pick somewhere in there, you are out of your mind.
1: You think he, he's a second-rounder?
0: He is – Okay, he's not a he's not the player that Josh Hart was, and Josh Hart went thirtieth in the draft.
1: That okay, that's fair. That's so fair.
0: Like, yeah. like, just this is like a comparison of a guy who's like a four years player, leader guy, won a championship. Like, yeah, like yeah, he's he he has a spot on the roster. But like Quinn Cook played for Duke, kind of a similar player. Um, he 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 he's literally been out out of the league most of the time. Played in New Orleans for a short played in Golden State for a couple weeks. Like, I think that's a closer comparison to what Joel Berry translates to in the NBA. Okay. Don't, no, Sergio, no, don't don't get in guard packs as Don't, reach, don't now.
1: reach. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Don't, don't reach for him. Um, don't
1: put that in the universe.
0: <laughs> if I were you, players I'm thinking about in that draft, like, it's hard because, like, I d- haven't d- done a deep dive. But there's, there's athletic freshmen that are going to be sprinkled throughout the back end um if you get depending on what you go with with your first pick if you go with someone who is a guard um like if you got a donches I would look to grab some kind of athletic big like I don't have this it's scattered this deep but like I'm I'm scrolling right now at number 20 in SI's mock draft there's a Daniel Gafford Arkansas freshman and he's 6'11". So like I'm just like you, you. I would say you want to alternate positions there, guard and center, or center and guard, whatever. But that uh, Joel Berry, take him like take him with the second round pick you don't have right now because he's <laughs> no, <laughs> not, a, not a first round draft pick. That's a bad. That's a bad pick by you, Sergio.
1: My okay, okay. I think it's just more of like a bias since I like him. So hey, you know I what? Like to have him.
0: <laughs> and, and here's the thing: I would tell everyone. In the in the league, find a way to get Trayvon Blewett onto your seventeen-man roster. The shooting guard for um Xavier, because that Ooh. guy can shoot. And if nothing else, he can stand out there and chuck them and make them. I I I look at what Wayne Ellington's doing for the E this year, and think Trayvon Blewett, within a year could do the exact same thing if given the opportunity. And you know, so there you go. There's my sleeper. You know what? But-
1: shout out shout out to Derek Walton. University of Michigan. Let's go. That's right. He
0: he he has played I think ten games approximately for the Heat, and now he's back in the in the G League because they they have too many players now that we've got Luke Babbitt on the roster. Ah, uh, shoot. Right. <laughs> no, he, he, yeah. He he. Hey, Derek, Derek Walton though. Like I I like his shot. University of Michigan. He was a very fun player to watch in college. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see if he sticks, but He, he did okay. He was no low turnover guy. I didn't mind anything he did. So going forward, you guys have all the rest of your first round picks. Um, let's take a big picture look for a second. You've already got what I think can be probably your second best player on a title team in marketing. Like we'll see, You could definitely develop into what could be a best a best player. But right, and we we talked about some of the draft guys this year. Going forward, you have all your first round picks. Are you guys looking? Are if you were the if you were the GM, are you looking at another year of not getting a whole lot of wins? Keep that pick nice and high to get another star in, or are you ready to like if you ha- if you had a chance to bring back Levine and take on a, 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 a you know a veteran that could help you win next year with the rookies you draft? Would you be ready to say all right, let's go for the sixth seed in the East? Is that something you're ready to do, or do you want to send another year just kind of building?
1: I'd say build another year unless someone was available that, that we could throw some money at to help, like, the young guys.
0: See, that that's that, that's kind of sitting on the fence there, Sergio. If Paul that's George true. wants to come to Chicago,
1: he won't. Oh, go but, for it. Go, go for, it. for it.
0: Okay. See, yeah. that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Because, like, you're not going to go splurge on J.J. Redick. You're not going to go splurge on Contavious Cobo-Polk. But if if there's a superstar player that for some reason wants to follow Mike's footsteps, you know, go 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 and be like Mike or something, like it that that's something you're ready to pull the trigger on.
1: Yes, I would do that.
0: So if Jimmy Butler, like hypothetically, was a free agent, you just want him to come right back, right?
1: If he, I mean, if he wanted to, I, I would welcome him back with open
0: arms. Mm-hmm. See, I, now I'm just so interested now, Sergio, because. Um. Yeah. I, I if I remember correctly, you were like not pleased that Jimmy was gone, but you were happy with the returns. Uh, yeah. But now you're ready to jump back on the Jimmy train and maybe ride out some mediocrity. I'm so confused at where you're trying to go with this.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I I just I don't know what to think with the Bulls right now is the thing. So, because uh, I've never been in this position, like I'm not gonna say, oh, we were the greatest thing since sliced bread before like Jimmy left and before Derrick Rose became Derrick Rose but at least we were relevant you know but now that we're like on the rebuild stage I really don't know what I want them to do
0: (laughs) I get it I get it you know it's it's like last year with the heat um I wanted so badly to get that first overall pick and have all the, the 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 options in the world you know but then you start winning, and you're like, Yeah, the, my team's winning. And it, it's it's a real wave of emotions. You don't know how to ride it all because there's no way at sitting at 11 and 30. I'm like, Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I mean, I thought the Heat were pretty good last year. Like, I was like, Yeah, like, this is, team's underperforming. But, like, at that point, I'm like, I'm ready to throw it in. I'm like, let's get that good kick. But then when this, you start winning, and you're like, All right, 13 game win streak. Like, we're in this. Let's make the playoffs. And then the. The Nets rest all their players against the Bulls of all teams, yeah. so the, so the uh, Heat couldn't make the playoffs. But regardless, I'm not I'm not bitter or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But Sergio, I think um I think we've covered this pretty well. We got um you know I have one more thing I want to talk about, and this is a little bit more random. Um, Robin Lopez, he's on an expiring deal next year. Do you think the Bulls will look to move him off for either a, some more pick compensation or to bring in like a, a young, younger, talented player if they could send Lopez to a title contender who needs that expiring salary to keep revamping their own roster?
1: You know, it'd be hilarious if we trade him to Golden State, for example, and get Jordan Bell back. And I think that'd be funny.
0: Yeah, um, I, I don't know where the salaries like that. Actually, you know what? Interesting thought process because if I'm th- remembering correctly. Andre Iguodala is about to be grossly overpaid for the rest of his contract because they were kind of silly and like overvaluing him. Like that is actually, ooh, I just okay. So Ethan, Ethan, uh, everyone listen to Ethan do fake trades on the air. Andre Iguodala <laughs> for Ron, Robin Lopez and bum. So let's just take Bobby Portis for example because he'll be expiring too. That would work, technically speaking. You'd have a you'd have your veteran that eats up some salary. Is that a trade that you would do, honestly? Because this this is why the Warriors wouldn't mind that, because that would then be cap space that they could re-sign somebody, whether it be their own rookie younger players with extensions or some like in, increasing with a trade exception.
1: Is that and a trade could that cut you would Oh well,
0: yeah, he he's, he's expiring this year. Hopefully he doesn't never oh, okay. comes back. But well, right. actually, I hope he comes back because he maybe makes them lose. But would you – like, Andre Goodall is probably a weird – like, he's probably not the guy you'd get. But is he – would you take on a veteran with a little bit bigger deal, kind of like what you did with Ashik? Would you take on a bigger deal, like an extra year, to get rid of Robin Lopez for a new asset? Is that something you would do as a Bulls fan?
1: You know, yeah, I would do that because I think, at least in terms of Iggy, he'd be a good presence to, like – anchor I guess that like core guys and like teach them the ropes of how to play basketball the right way and since he's only going to be around for a year that'd be that'd be something I would do honestly okay
0: well the you know is probably the least likely of all these scenarios um right um, you know it could be anyone but like I, I, I personally think that Robin Lopez will be traded sometime next year, if not in the offseason, because that value of expiring $14 million off the books is going to be way too valuable for Chicago just to hang on to for themselves. Mm-hmm. They'll be able to either get a middling talent like it's being overpaid or be able to get a young talent that and someone else that's expiring. So... Yeah, I, I think Robin Lopez gets traded next year. That's my my not so bold prediction for the Bulls in the coming year.
1: Which contender do you think he might go to?
0: uh now you're asking too many
1: questions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like to just throw my takes out there and let them dangle in the in the wind. Um, I could see a team like San Antonio, who is notorious for using um, unathletic people to the peak, like uh, they got. I was about for, that. Now like, that, now that,
1: like, yeah,
0: yeah, they got, they got Paul Gasol for more years. But, um, like, if Joffrey Laverne is their option at backup center right now, if there's a way that they could finesse out of a different contract, like I don't know, it, it's hard to find a perfect fit because 14 million is a lot of money,
1: right? Still,
0: and with with so many contracts expiring, and 2000, um, from the 2016 contracts in 2020, not 2019. That's where the uh, the dice is really being rolled because everyone is hope hold, holding out for that 2020 cap space, not really 2019 as much. But you know, a, a team that could utilize him would be like a San Antonio, a Portland trail. Which I think Portland should have interest whether they do or not because if they were done with him last time they got rid of him, that's a team I would think of. Like, Here's actually a trade I kind of like. Um, but, but Chicago takes back Myers Leonard, who will have one more year at like $10 million after the trade. And you just take back whatever salary filler you need. So probably about $4 million in salary filler. And they get a center that can play good quality minutes for them for one more year. As he expires, you'll have that cap space. For what it's worth, the Bulls bring in a, a young guy who was a first round pick. I mean, mm-hmm. It's, it's more of a thought experiment of trading away an expiring contract that has marginal value to its, for one team to have greater value for this new
1: team. Right, 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 right. A wild thing that's obviously never going to happen, but it's like if somehow he joined L.A. and played with his brother. <laughs>
0: yeah, not, not for this year, but there, there, there is a chance because uh, Brooke will be a free agent this year. If the Lakers miss out, I likely he could go back. I don't think he's very happy in Los Angeles. I think he'd like to play for a winner or a contender. But there's a chance. Like he, Brooke will be a free agent this coming offseason. Robin the next. Like they could definitely there there could be a, a team in the future that plays with the Lopez just always having a Lopez at center. It could definitely happen.
1: That'd be interesting.
0: Yeah. All right, Sergio. We've we talked some bulls. We talked some heat, which is always good for me. Um, do you would you like to do the honors of reading the
1: hero ball quote of the week, or would uh, you like me to do it? Absolutely. Let me real quick. So our quote of the week comes from someone we already name dropped in the pod, and is it's coming from DeAndre Ayton, and he says, and I quote. I'll probably be walking in the footsteps of Marcus.